on this episode of the AIE podcast. Where did start? June is wedding season, at least virtually. Help your guildies get a cute new pet. Now that's what I call swoop racing. And we are our own guests. Yay! All that hey. and more coming up right now. Bringing you the latest news from the AIE gaming community from planet Earth and beyond. This is the AIE Podcast. Welcome to episode 344 of the podcast celebrating you, the Aaliyah Ioctas gaming community, the Die Has Been podcast. This is Tetsemi, and to my left and up is Makala. Uh, lemon bars and apple cranberry bourbon bread pudding in the Guild Kitchen. Sorry about the mess, Tet. That's <laughs> okay, I'm used to it. And to my right is Mew Cow. Greetings, Guildies. This week, we are joined by special guests, well, us, because we're here to talk about what we are doing and what's going on in AIE and all the games. So welcome, us. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So do we want to go with what we've been going, what we've been doing, go around, or do we want to save that for the game news and just dig right into AIE news? Oh, we have some good questions for the for the uh, game section, so I'm thinking, you know, stay on normal format and okay. talk about what we've been doing. It's up, it's up to you, though. You know why? Because you're leading this. All right. So, <laughs> since you volunteered yourself, what have you been doing? Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> really? Um. So on Thursday night, we ended a three and a half year campaign. Wow. Um. Wow. It was a battle that took three gaming sessions, guys. That's crazy. Three gaming sessions. Yeah. Um. So we did Storm King's Thunder, and we defeated the dragon that was. Oh, she's. Um. Spoiler alert for anybody doing the doing the um module. So if you're doing the module, ignore what I'm saying. Skip a few <laughs> minutes. Um. We defeated the dragon who was disguised as a giant, trying to cause chaos amongst the dragons or giants. Excuse me. Um. Now the real funny thing was, like, this was an epic battle. It was a bit of an epic drag, actually, because you know they're immune to everything, and we had a thing that was supposed to like make her we could hit her, but like it has a really low DC, so it was easy for her to go past it, and she had all these resistances, so that never went into effect. So literally, the fighters tinked and tinked away at it. <laughs> I and like it was pretty great. Um, our friend N, uh, who plays who plays nine, um, he did got off. You know, um, he used his vial of fire, and literally we had a fire elemental at our command or his command. Granted, it also made it a thirty five foot of fire radius, so we couldn't get close to it for a while. <laughs> um, and then we had the fear of oh, we don't have the banishment spell, so we can't get rid of it at the end. So, um, that was a good time, and was able to kind of force it back in there, but. And you know, use like the beat of force and all this, and literally the final blow was me somehow throwing a cantrip at it to take the <laughs> like the like the very very last few hit points. Um, but literally this battle took three sessions. 
Um, yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, I'm not really a battle oriented player. I like the story piece of stuff. So I'm like, but it was great to do it. Um, SJ and I kind of had a SJ. Um, so she played, um, she played a dragonborn paladin. Um, my, um, half elf sorcerer were very, very different personality wise. She is very pristine. Um, SJ's character, um, very naive. And Aos, you know, she's been working at a bar since she was old enough to look over the counter. Um, she's and then served things. on a pirate ship. Yeah, she's seen some things. So, you know, she's very crass. Uh, but we had like a cute little moment at the end. Um, we're like, kind of like, okay, so we're going to have to deal with next, um, even though we're not dealing with it next. Um, Teresa. Lisa and Dwayne had a really great kind of moment. Um, their characters are very close um, where um, Rabbit, um, her character was very worried because Nine, who's her bestie, had gone off to um, deal with this fire elemental and who knows how that was going to turn out. So she was very panicked. It was very, very much a Nova moment for her. It was sweet. Um, but it all turned out okay in the end. We got this huge pile of loot, um, which was fun because the campaign's over. But who knows what's going to happen like down the line because they have some things to deal with still. Um, our next um, adventure we're doing with this group because we're all sticking together um, is the escape into Inverness, which is our character. These new characters are going into hell. We have everyone's we're, we're rolled up. We're good to go. Um, and our buddy Tony was supposed to do a short campaign like in between the two. Uh, but he works in Vegas and they actually get to go back to work next week. Um, wow, wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, <laughs> right. Uh, so SJ is going to do, I think we're going to maybe, I don't know if we're doing like a one-off campaign or if we're doing a, okay, let's do this part of the adventure. Okay, there's a good stopping point. Let's do the escape into Inverness and kind of go back and forth. Um, so that'll be a good time. Um, I'm playing something completely different than I'm still a caster because I like casters. Um, I'm playing something completely different than what I was before. Uh, when it came to this group, um, I played, you know, a rather, you know, a barmaid. Um, but now the next character I'm playing is a tiefling. Um, and they're from hell. Kind of. They have hellish uh, influence. Usually, And she's yes. a warlock. And they have, and she's a warlock. Um, influence but, there too. Right. But sh- her patron is um celestial. God gotcha. So she right, right. So her power comes from an angelic being. So interesting. Yeah. So she's kind of like a wow undead playing a holy priest. Paladin. Exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean exactly. I mean, if we think about it though, is isn't Satan angelic? He is, he is, but that, no. but, um, but, 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 um, yeah. um, if now he's not in the even the old school stuff, but uh, Beelzebub, um, Asmodeus, all those are, and mm. they are either under um, demon or devil. Right. So there's not really like a pre fall. There's not like a in between um, version. Though you're right, you know when you go. Um, like if you look at Milton's and all that, yes. Um, but Kimmy so she's gonna she kind of demon yeah. pack then. <laughs> no, I did this. So if you look in D D Beyond, Kenny, um, there is a celestial pack. So basically, you're serving a being of good, and you have healing abilities. <laughs> oh my! Oh my! Right. <laughs> um. However, um, being demonic, 
actually not demonic. Um, I made her of Glazia, um, who was actually the devil's daughter. Um, so being of that, um, so being um, devilish, um, she's gonna be a little self-loathing. Right. And even though our um, we tend to go only on voice, but no, not many of us use a camera. A lot of her, um, <laughs> oh, oh, okay, guys, if anybody listening, shots are just fired. Um, because Kenny said in the chat, um, oh, not doing a demon pack then. Oh, when I said, you know, I'm doing Celestial, that wouldn't work for Talia. Talia is Kenny's um, demonic warlock. She actually has a pack of the fiend. Um, she's your classic warlock and she throws fire because she's Kenny. Uh, well, she tries to throw fire because she's Kenny. Kenny has really bad luck with dice. So Ted, of course, commented with neither do spells. Yeah. So sorry, sidebar, sidebar. I apologize. <laughs> um, anyway, so this game we tend to not we tend to be voice only, but the character I'm playing, she's not probably going to be very vocal to begin with, but she's going to be a lot of facial expressions and mannerisms. Um, because you guys know that I'm all about the facial expressions and mannerisms. I say talking with yes. my hands. One day I got 2,000 extra steps because I was teaching a class and talking with my hands all day. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to keep the camera on during game um, so I can take advantage of that piece of it. Cool. Um, that's my big one. Um, we played Call of Cthulhu. We started our new our new adventure last this week, which was a lot of fun. Um, we're dealing with mummies in New Orleans in 1937. Uh, just about... Just Yes, just as <laughs> Berlin's about to go crazy, and who knows uh -huh. what's going to happen with that. Um, so that was a good time. We all survived. We all survived the last campaign too, even though I tried. I tried real hard not to. Um, <laughs> and in our Saturday game, I think I'd mentioned the whole weird thing about the character, the NPCs that we were dealing with that were like the same person in a different, like a same soul in a different bodies, different realities. Mm -hmm. Well, we found out that my poor little cleric is this what? type of entity as well. Not the same, not the one that we were dealing with. But similar. But but a whole different entity. And the big, the bad that we're about to deal with is potentially one of her other Soulmates? versions. Versions. I don't know. Versions, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. So that's, sure. that's what I've been doing um, when it comes to uh, the gaming variety. Cool. Mew, a lot. Of, sorry, sorry about all the uh, all the info <laughs> down there. Nothing wrong with that. No. All right. Well, for me, I'm um, probably been trying to spend as much time as I can in Fallout 76, um, enjoying the Wastelanders update stuff. Um, I did uh, finish the one of the main uh, stories of it, um, and now I just have to see how things change because it's it's kind of like I've gotten to a version of Endgame. So now, as I do other things, they'll benefit what happened. So, like, I unlocked the ability to collect essences essentially in Fallout seventy six. Oh, fabulous! Um, to then, which you use a, as a, a, a some a current. So I'm I'm trying to be vague so as to not spoil what's going on. Right, right. Like, right. I've earned I've earned the ability to gain a currency to get really high end plans and other fun stuff, so it'll, that should be interesting. Um, been spending a lot of time this week um, trying to catch the Foshnot event. It's a holiday event okay. um, in Hel Helvetia, 
which is apparently a real little town over there in in uh, West Virginia that oh. celebrates its uh, Foshnot, which is like the uh, if going by, I haven't looked into the actual like you know official everything, but it, going by what they explained in game, it's the essentially you're trying to shoo away uh, uh, Father Winter. Oh, okay. So. So I have um, quote unquote family in West Virginia. I'm gonna have to see if any of them are familiar with that um, folklore. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's and it's like the the you know the difference uh, in this one is is that you're trying to help a bunch of robots who have been programmed <laughs> to celebrate um, Foshnot. Uh, okay. Um, and and it's kind of funny because you actually come across like a, a an audio tape um, from one of the engineers saying, "Okay, fine, I'll I'll put in an AI so they can decide how they celebrate it, but don't come to me when they do it every day over and over and over again." <laughs> <laughs> because that's that's apparently what they do is they just well, and you know, at least during this this it's every hour for us, but I guess that's more or less like every day um, in in their world. Um, but yeah, you essentially have to run around helping them uh, finish whatever they're doing so they can get into the parade line. And then they do a parade around the whole town and you're defending them against what's ha- trying to kill them. And then once the parade's over, then you light um, Father Winter in a big old bonfire right. and then, you know, you, you party. Knowing um, my family in West Virginia, the whole parade thing does not surprise me. They love a parade. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Kenny yeah. said you you do it to get rid of winter and ring in spring. She saw a video yeah. of it last year, the real thing happening. Yeah, yeah. I mean they've they've been really good about replicating the real world in the, in this this Fallout world, and it's like even the town of Helvetia. Um, someone actually on Reddit went through and and got the Google Map pictures to match them to the in game ones, so oh, you can actually cool. see the the level of detail they've tried to put into the game. Wow. So it's at least somewhat realistic. Yeah. And I've always loved stuff like that. Like, like doing stuff like, like playing fallout four, which is in uh, Boston is made me want to go visit the real one because of I could tell it. It's a very good, I mean, obviously it's, it's condensed, but it's still, they put all the really important stuff in there. Yeah. And yeah. So it's, it's been fascinating. All the different things, all the fork lower, like, uh, you know, the Mothman is apparently still very prevalent. Right. Um, lots of cryptids or cryptics or how that's big in that part of the country. Yeah. 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 So it's, it's always interesting coming across all this stuff. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's been very enjoyable uh, going through. Now there's factions. Now there's you know um, uh, what what is it? I mean, it's, it's like the WoW faction grind. Like you're trying to get rep with with uh, different factions, choosing sides, making decisions. It's it's it it's, it feels like a Fallout game. It's you know, and, and it's really really compelling and makes me want to keep going back and play more. You know, whereas before it was just kind of like a let's throw multiplayer on this and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Right. So. So they're they're actually like they're actually paying attention now. They're actually trying to make this you know a, a much better game. I actually played a bit last night um, with Ludra. We we since I have the Fallout first thing, and we were able to have a private server and not you know have to worry about the throngs. Because the one thing about the Foshnot celebration is everybody wants to do it. So when you go to it, there's going to be like 20, 30, 40 people. All it's basically the max the server can hold is are all right there. Oh, okay. Because. Oh, wow. It's every hour, and you have a chance to get two legendaries. And legendaries are big in Fallout because they add crazy effects, and every star that that legendary has is another weird, crazy effect. 
you know, like uh, for whatever reason, it, it might make you uh, go invisible when someone hits you, or it'll uh, let you make it easier for you to carry stuff, or you you can sneak better, or you, you heal um, when you're being left alone, stuff like that. Like it's it's mm-hmm. you know all the really powerful stuff. So that's that's the legendary chase is, is getting all that. And they a while back they put in the ability that if you don't like the legendaries you have, you can go to a machine and essentially grind up those legendaries, get points out of it, and then go to a mole miner guy and pay for a randomized chest. They'll give you uh, a new legendary. So you can, you can start spinning to try to get the best possible stuff. And so that's, that's been a a fun chase too. So it's like you either get it from the event directly, or if you don't like it, turn it in for something new and it's been fun. It's, you know, it's, it's really enjoyable. Um, Other than that, uh, my, uh, other raid group, oh, Horseshoes and Hand Grenades, um, now has ahead of the curve, um, and uh, we actually we got it for the second time. Uh, it was Thursday, yeah, I think it was Thursday. So it's on farm, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, we have we have the the, the heroic uh, pacing because you have to do it just right. Yeah. Um, and I discovered on what night was it? Uh, Might have been Wednesday. Yeah, yes, you were I think on Wednesday. Yeah, and and the normal pacing is completely different, and and of course uh, with the FERT group, it's a different di- different DPS comp. Uh, so it's uh, different groups doing different things, and it's just it's not the same thing. It's 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 such an interesting fight that it's so easy to change the whole pace of the entire fight by who you have and what's going on. Right. So yeah, it's that's been interesting to go uh, go with. Um, that's pretty much been my two focuses is is uh, getting more into WoW and lots of Fallout 76. Nice. Very cool. So how about you, Tets? Um, unsurprisingly, my main focus has been Final Fantasy XIV. Right. Uh, I keep meaning to get into fall back into Fallout because uh, I started over because I had lost completely the thread of where I was, what I was doing, what I was trying to accomplish, had too much of my inventory, didn't know where my base was, you know, just right. a, a whole list of stuff. I was like, I'll start over so I get the the story and go from there. Um, but it's one of those games where I want to sit down and just play it and get through the story, not, you know, get through the story, but keep up with the story so I know what I'm doing from time to time. And I just don't feel like right now I can, I can do that. So I've just either got to take better notes about what's going on or, you know, play it often enough that it's fresh in my mind. But um, I've been working on, so I think last time I'm trying to remember if, if I did it last time or not, but I got all the crafting and, um, gathering jobs to 80 in final fantasy 14. So I have those all done and they're wearing all the level 70 um, gear you can buy with the yellow scripts, which is the, I think the highest you can buy on that. So um, their outfit with like 350 item level gear and stuff like that. So they're all, they're all set. And I took a little break and, um, went and visited the achievement vendor and went, Oh, there's a level 50 ring here. What's this from? And I looked (laughs) and it was from my arcanist, uh, hitting 50. And I was like, why is it just the arcanist? Wait, I have one for the rogue, but I don't have one for my bard. 
what what's going on here and so um when my most recent tank ticked over i got my um paladin tank to 50 uh as i'm leveling them i'm also doing the hunt log and when i finished the hunt log i was like oh it gives you an achievement you go visit the achievement vendor and it unlocks a level 50 ring specific to that class. So, mm-hmm. you know, now it's it's like everything else in Final Fantasy 14. Once you've done it for one class, now you're kind of compelled to go do it for all your other classes. So There's I a have, check mark somewhere I need to put down. <laughs> exactly. What was it? Oh, Lil. Lil said uh, Final Fantasy 14. It's a checkbox filling game with a beautiful graphic interface, and it really yep. is. So uh, it checks all those. Yeah, mm-hmm. it and it's the checking. It is. <laughs> it's it's a great story, but yeah, everything is like you're always moving towards a goal, whether you know it or not. And then once yep. you figure out that you're moving towards a goal, you're like, okay, so what does this unlock? What is, what is this going to okay. do? And and they snuck in the 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 goals that reset themselves every week. So it's like, oh, you're closer to getting this one. You're closer right, to getting right. this one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, because I think I unlocked, um, or I hadn't done not Rowena's, but the it's the the quest in Idleshire for the collections, and then the collections in where's the other? I'm talking about. Talking about Chloe and yes. yeah, um, Chloe and what's Zoe? the other one? I forget. Yeah, Chloe, well, Zoe is the one that's working with. Uh, Chloe's the one that's trying to help the orphans, orphans. I think, and Zoe yeah. and Zoe's the one that's doing the adventure. Right um, in uh, Ralgar's Reach. Oh, no, that's that's a whole other one. That's that's one that's one of the um, one of the M tribe, I think. Isn't yes. It? Yeah, there's that yeah. as well. See, it's a bunch <laughs> of checkboxes. There's, there's so many, yeah. Yeah, so I, I got my um, but I got my Paladin tank to 50, and so I unlocked his level 45 gear. I unlocked the level 50 gear for that. Um, I also had the iron, the full ironwork sets there, and I ran out of room. I, I hit oh. 400 <laughs> yep. to 400 slots on my glamour chest, and then I realized... The only stuff that needs to be in the glamour chest is stuff you actually want to make glamour plates out of. You yes. can just put it in the armoire and it will store it so it's always there, but it's not available to make a glamour out of. So it is with, actually. Is it? Yeah, you can it, make it out of the armoire too? Yep, then there's a button on the, the bottom. What's the point of the glamour chest? The glamour chest is for items that are not. Uh, the glamour chest is to kind of put an item in stasis, whereas the armoire just kind of ticks a box saying you have access to this thing. Like, like it's it's more of the stuff that doesn't even have stats. It's it's just a costume piece okay. that goes in the armoire. And so the the glamour oh, chest is kind of get... it's, it's kind <laughs> of like yeah. If you remember the the void storage and wow, right? Yeah, yeah. It's that same basic thing where it just kind of puts it there. It knows that you have an item with some stats but it's like it clears everything else off of it essentially but it kind of puts it in stasis but, but then, then the armoire is more for restores the item right yeah exactly okay because yeah then but there's I another thing too the, i call them the great quality items the level one with no stats those are all sitting in my glamour yeah. chest but you're saying those could go in the armoire 
Possibly they have there. They've been adding more and more. It, 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 you might want to look it up It'll, uh, to see if it has. They kind of over time they've been adding more and more to the armoire. Okay. They've been getting better about it. Most mostly it's all the event stuff, the holidays, yeah. um, collector's edition stuff, stuff like that can go in the armoire. Okay, but uh, but yeah, they've been slowly adding to that because they realized that they would rather it just be a, a check mark mark in the database rather than storing the actual item with all of its stats and all that other kind of right. stuff. No, exactly. So I, I knocked enough you know, room out so I could put, put new stuff in. Um, but now I'm trying to figure out which glamor plates, you know, I actually want to create and, and that sort of thing. So, um, been spending a lot of time palace of the dead, surprisingly pulling a lot of replica of, you know, blah, blah, blah out the level 50, um, blue quality gear. That's like the ironworks. Or yeah. a step below the ironworks, so a lot of that's been going back onto the market board. Um, but yeah, just spending a lot of time uh, in there. Uh, finally recovered my inventory from the crafting and uh, yeah, you know, gathering push, and uh, recovered because I was down to like five thousand gill, and I'm back up over. I think about two and a half million right now, just from selling all the stuff. Um, yeah. So yeah, just, just recovering and doing market triage and that sort of thing. Uh, but having a lot of fun, a lot of fun with unlocking the story in that, because that's the whole point of why I'm leveling. Everything is, I don't necessarily want, you know, all my tanks cause I, I'm going to pick one and play it once it gets to mm -hmm. 80, but I like the stories, like the paladin story is much different from the the warrior story, which is different from the dark um, dark knight. Yes, it's dark knight, right? Yeah, dark yeah. Knight. yeah, not death knight. Death knight as well. Right. <laughs> I was like, eh. <laughs> dark knight, which is different than the gunbreaker. So yeah, yeah. I'm just well, and e even Square has kind of figured that out too. Like when you hit um, Shadowbringers, they stopped doing individual class yeah. lines. They did a role line. So they, yeah. they're kind of going the same way too. It's like once you get the one you like, it's okay to stick with that one. Yeah. And that's the other big thing I did was when I got to 70 on all the crafters, I took them through the Crystal Mean series of quests because there's five. Wow. There's one for the fishing, one for the other gathering. And then one for, um, you know, all the different like goldsmith, uh, carpenter, uh, alchemist, culinarians. So those were fun. Those were good stories. And I got that all done and, and wrapped up. So, um, but yeah, that's, that just sucks you in. It's like, I'm this close to making this goal. And then you realize, oh, now I'm this close to making you this goal. Mm -hmm. And there's right. just system after system like i stuck my head in eureka the other day because i was like oh, oh I had no 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 no, no. <laughs> like <laughs> what, what is all this and i'm over there going oh this could be fun uh, you know i'll have to go explore this you know with a with a group or something so yeah if you ever wanted to know what final fantasy 11 is like go in eureka yeah no i That's i did it's yeah. <laughs> So totally, yeah, they basically said, hey, I, I, you guys keep talking about how great Final Fantasy XI is. Here's a whole zone just like it. Right. Have fun. Yeah. Go over there. But uh, yeah, and uh, I was actually kind of curious, so where are you with all the Beast Tribe systems? <laughs> uh, so the only two arcs. that I really got to, I think, level nine, like the Renown, was the Pixie and the Katari. 
Um, but now I've got to go back. That's the other mm. thing I want to do is now that I've got everything maxed, I want to go back and start working on the Beast Tribe stuff. But I think because that's a different um, that's on a different schedule from the collectibles turn in, right? Because the collectibles you Correct. can only do twelve mm-hmm. a week. Um, and I maxed that out like the first day I was doing it. So yeah, then I'm gonna go work on the there is a max. Yeah, so. they have they have a twelve a day max too. But uh, yeah, and the the, the fun thing about the beast tribes is that once you uh, finish all of them for a certain expansion, then they kind of have a like a a summing up of all of them kind of quest line too. So oh, you unlock. Yeah, okay. so there's a whole. whole, whole crazy thing going on there and it's it's pretty ridiculous like it's it has a, a it feels like it has a little bit of um uh manderville uh, to it <laughs> if you know okay yeah so i'll, I'll have to go but, to that uh, but that's that's where the majority of my time is right now mm-hmm. uh still playing wow still raiding but um just not enough there to bring me back to level alts it's it, because the the carrot and the stick in Final Fantasy is gain five levels in ARR or two or three levels in all the expansions. Here's some story to go play. You know, in yep. right now in WoW, it's like go from level 110 to 120 and go unlock your heart, talk to Magni, go to Nashdeer. Okay, it's level 50. Start leveling up your cloak. I've done all this. I No. Right, yep. right. There's no yeah. Legion class story. That's what was so good and i know they're not going to do that again but that was what was so good about legion was you had 12 class stories so leveling up you know meant something but now it's yeah, just no. checkbox the, the, the draw for me is uh, preparing for shadowlands so i want to have my four that i want to go through see that's I the only reason why my 120s already said yeah, for then, shadowlands then you're good so, to go yeah exactly but yeah, I finally at least have. They're doing uh, four storylines this time. Mm-hmm. the The problem with uh, B of A or B B F A was you had the alliance story, you had the horde story, and then you had the little variations in the horde story. So yep. realistically, it was like here's the alliance story that was one character. Here's the uh, B of A loyalist story. That's another character. Here's the B of A uh, traitor story. That was another character. And then I leveled my undead to 120. For no, I leveled my blood elf to 120 to unlock the uh, heritage armor. No, that was 110. Yeah. What was the one that needed 120? Goblin. I, no, I, my, I or vice versa. However I thought it was, it was the existing. I think any of the existing races, you had to get them to 120 and be um, exalted, exalted in their own yeah. faction. But yeah. and the, the alliance, the allied races go to 110. So, so Seema asks, what does it mean to be ready for Shadowlands? I mean, beyond getting as many of the B of A pets as you can. So, and that's where we were going, Seema. The, the big focus is going to be, there's going to be four covenants. And so essentially there's going to be four storylines for that, but it's going to be the same. As far as we know, it's going to be the same for Horde and Alliance. The the covenant story is going to play out the same. Uh, so you kind of like the, you know, if you like Druids, then you're probably headed for the Night Fae, or if you're Night Elf, you're headed for the Night Fae. Um, yeah. If you're Warriors, you're probably looking at the Vampiric. Um, 
Yeah, maybe. warriors or maybe rogues. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, and and then if you're paladin or priest, you're probably going to the uh, bastion, the bastion side yeah, of it, yeah. and then probably warlocks and a few others going over to the the other ones. So, just yeah. kind of getting a you know an idea of. And that's the thing, the the nice thing that they've stated and makes sense is your first character through plays through all the stories in a linear fashion. So you get to know each covenant as you're leveling to end game. Um, and then you make your choice on that character on your first character through once you've seen all four storylines, you're alt coming through immediately can pick when they start and start gathering rewards and reputation towards their covenant choice while they're leveling to end game. So that's what we mean by kind of getting ready for it is that we're going to have like four characters that we're going to take through each of the storylines and see how that goes. Yeah, and part of that too is it's it's a little bit min maxi, but like um, we also don't know how our classes are going to play in Shadowlands because they're going to be changing a lot of things or adding a lot more stuff back. They're going to kind of tweak the way the classes play a little bit. So you kind of want to have the ability to like like I uh, for my other raid team I tend to tank, so I want to have multiple tanks available because I've actually found out near the end of BFA in um, Nihilatha that. Um, my warrior tank was getting wrecked by mm-hmm. the heroic stuff because it's all magic damage and yeah. warriors can only defend themselves against magic for a short time. They have that little spell shield and it's gone. That's it. And then they get, just get stomped. So the druid did it a little better, but oddly enough, I found the, the paladin had the easiest time handling all that magic. Damage. Yeah, paladin and but, death knight. Yeah. Yeah. So just, it's, you know, and, and which I'm debating if I might want my fourth one to be my death knight or a, a um, demon hunter because right. of their abilities. Right. But, yeah. but that's the thing is, is we don't know how Shadowlands is going to treat all these different classes. Not to mention, you, you I don't know how, you know, what covenants I'm going to like for what characters. So, and while they're saying they're trying to make the covenants fairly equal, you know, there's going to be something that's going to be, you know, perfect for one right, class. Right. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. I'm picking. I'm going to go with the storyline, regardless. So, Mm -hmm. you know, if my warrior ends up in a casting covenant, quote unquote, casting covenant, that's just what we have to deal with. So, (laughs) yeah. yeah. Like I I can't see my not going to the night fae. No, I know that's the thing. My night elf warrior is going to the night fae. My um, my warrior is probably going to the vampires. I've got a druid who may end up going to the bastion, may end up going to the other thing, and then I forget what the fourth one is. But I had I had a plan for all of it. Uh, mm-hmm. But like I said, my first character through, you're going to get to know them better. So superficially, you know, it may look like this is your choice going in, but then once you play it, you may go. No, you know what? This character's backstory actually fits better here, so I'm going to put him in there. So, yeah. Yep. All right. Well, we I think we have rambled definitely for a while. Could, yeah. Easily so, ramble longer. Yep. Let's get to this week's news. 
AIE News. In community news, coming June 26th through June 28th, IE its first first ever Where to Start event, hosted by Fezgig and Marcus. Uh, they'll be showcasing all of AIE's games over the course of one great weekend, uh, starting in Friday night uh, with ESO's Mandatory Fun Night, then followed by a Guild Town Hall. Saturday, June 27th at 4 p.m., they'll be streaming a game every two hours um, till midnight. It will be live in Discord. And then Sunday, again, at the same and then start Sunday again at the same time. All games will be open for all to join. The games will start at level one and help walk players through character creation and walk through the opening areas. The event is going to be one for the record books. Don't miss it. Uh, time slots are going to be finalized over the next next week or so, so keep an eye um, in Discord, bug Marcus and Fezgig as stuff comes closer, and we'll have more information on that in a few weeks. Yep. And in Guild Podcast News, uh, Swotar Escape Podcast 339, Swoop Test Drive. The Swoop Bike Racing event is in testing on the PTS, so it's time for a test drive. And then in Escape Podcast 340 and Nightlife Daily, uh, this week they check out the latest additions to the Nightlife event in the PTS. Lots of PTS stuff. Yes. And then over in Working Class Nerds, episode 74, Call of Duty Rage. Marcus and Nick are joined this week by Katerina and Veneros to to chat about their newfound obsession with Call of Duty Modern Warfare. All right. And in Nomad's news, Animal Crossing in the world of Animal Crossing New Horizons. If your island is in the Northern Hemisphere, the following bugs and fish are leaving today, Sunday, today. Bye-bye. Mole cricket, loach, oarfish, and golden trout. Tomorrow, June 1st, good Lord, it's June already, the wedding season event starts, which will involve visiting Harv's Island to do photo shoots for Cirrus and Reese to celebrate their wedding anniversary. If you played previous AC games, you will remember them as the couple that used to do the furniture alterations and crafting. Which we now do. All right, in Diablo 3 news, the PTR for 2.6.9 went live on May 28th, and it will last two weeks. More information about the test realm can be found at um, the show notes, uh, US, um, us.diablo3.com. Take a look at that blog. Um, in the show notes. That, in the show notes. Um, just go to the blog there. Um, the Nomad Clan and AI community are open to anyone who wants to join. Just ask for an invite in the AIE Discord at LFO channel. And over in Division 2, uh, the last events of Season 1 are live, ending in a few days. The final day to conclude Season 1 activities has been extended until June 15th, so two more weeks for you, uh, giving some additional time to complete the Manhunt and Season 1 rewards track. Then news about Season 2 will be released next week during the State of the Game stream. The AIA activity in the game continues to be pretty light and casual. Um, tune in June 27th from 10 a.m. to midnight for the AIA live streaming event when Duris will be walking everyone through the game and its story and features. And in Destiny 2 news, all the news of Destiny 2 for the last week can be found at Bungie.net. Links to the videos on the deep dives of Season 11, including the reaction to security and cheats, as well as reload perks and the world loot 
pool. Make sure to pick up the latest Twitch loot for your Prime membership. And some seasonal triumphs will no longer be available after June 9th. Get them now. AI activity continues to be light, but make sure to look in the shiny new Destiny 2 text and voice channels in the AI Discord to meet up with fellow Guardians. Excellent. All right. And in WoW Retail... AE's Adopt-A-Pet event is coming soon. Uh, there is a post on the Guild website. Um, if you're, they're looking for help for volunteers, either contact Cyrene or Gusty Tail um, in Discord, in-game. They don't, you know them. They're, they're around. Um, New Braid is still going strong and running with two, two groups now, which is exciting. Um, wow. It is insane. Yeah. It really is. Uh, but hey, it's, you know, it's a great program. People want to raid and they want to it's stress-free raid environment too. Yep. Kind of great place, to, great, great way to learn it all. Um, and wow, uh, Furtis Alliance continues to welcome new members daily. Current count is three hundred ninety-two. The HFO Hell's Froze Over raid team is nine for twelve. And Nyloth. I'm not. Thank you. I'm not good at <laughs> wow names anymore. Nyloth and normal. They had twenty-six people in raid. Uh, they've been extending lockout on the first three bosses. Uh, downed. Ilganoth, thank you, on the second attempt, and have one shot right in. They are starting discussion of creating a second raid team. So whether you, no matter what class you play, you're welcome to join. June raid calendar invites are out now. And also in WoW Virtus, uh, June 26th, they'll be doing the Battle of Zarlor. Hey, great. Uh, for the Guild Achievement at 2 p.m. Eastern, or 12 p.m. Eastern, excuse me. As always, they welcome cross Rain cross realm raid and no eye level requirements for this run yep uh and just a reminder that's june 6th i think you said june 26th but i you know what i i think i was getting it confused with marcus marcus and fez kicks event i was putting it in there yes i'm sorry the uh, yes so that yeah so that is june 6th excuse me then back in time in wow classic uh, congratulations to Chrissy and Dead Crumpet, who were both recently promoted to the greeter role of Salutator. Sa- so, Salutator? Salutator. Salutator. Salutator? Okay. They say hi. Yeah. Hi. And help people. Exactly. Yep. Uh, both have been welcoming to new members, offering general assistance, and are encouraging to hire level A guildies to get attuned and ready for raiding with our friends in, in United Ogremar. <clears throat> Together, Chrissy and Dead Crumpet are shining examples of what it means to be part of Alea Octest. Absolutely. Congratulations. Thank you, Lane. Thank you, guys. In SOTOR news, there's been a new event up on the PTS involving swoop racing, as well as some new features added to the Narshada Nightlife event. The swoop rally event is targeted for sometime in June, and the Nightlife event is set for later this summer. <laughs> Once the swoop right rally event hits it'll probably be up for a week like most events run the duration of the nightlife event is unknown and will be a both way longer and way shorter than necessary <laughs> make sure to remind Seema and max and ask if nightlife is still running double xp continues until mid-june if there's an extension in the works we have not heard about it yet the Mega in May was a Datacron crawl, and Marcus managed to lead us on a ton of Datacrons in one evening. The June Mega will be done in conjunction with AIE's Where to Start event. 
mandatory fun night visited scum and villainy this week, which is one of the game's longest operations. And we're not kidding. It's long. They cleared four (laughs) bosses and have two left since we don't have lockout extensions. uh, BC will organize a small group to go in early on the day. They plan to go back and clear a couple bosses. So the MFN group can knock out the rest and get achievements for the last two bosses. Yeah, they're doing an amazing job of having juggle around the game mechanics of not being able to do raid lockout extensions or share raid lockouts uh, because the the raid clears are basically, I think, 24 hours, if I'm not mistaken. So it's like you have to clear it the day of for them to be able to do it that evening. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. Uh, Friday night. Uh, master mode runs have been happening the last two Friday nights so far for people to work on the Aerotech Ice Speeder achievement. This will continue every two weeks and so on until people get all their speeders, and then we'll continue on the pub side if there is interest for that. Congrats to our newest operations teams, WTC, Where's the Cantina, which now has a full roster. They meet on Monday nights on the pub side. Excellent. All right. In an ESO news, uh, Grim War launched Tuesday, May 26th, and the opening cinematic was really good. Really good. Uh, No spoilers, but the cinematic tied in nicely with the two new tutorials uh, you go through after character creation. There are a few hiccups on launch day, which is always to be expected. Um, But according to Kinney, it went well. Um, but, um, yeah, fairly well. Sorry. Uh, the new zone looks great, and the new antiquity system is fun and rewarding. And who doesn't like getting artifacts and fun fun parties? Uh, for next Friday's Mandatory Fun Night, they plan to do a zone clear event in the Overlands near area Western Skyrim. Uh, they'll grab sky shards, clear the delves and public dungeons, kill rolled bosses, and deal with a ritual side or two as a group. The following week, they're going to be doing the Black Reach as well and go back over the Overlands area to get anything that they uh, they might not had time for from the prior week. Sounds like a lot. All right. In Final Fantasy XIV news, uh, the Final Fantasy XIV crew has been busy as always, always welcoming new and returning members to the FC, as well as providing tons of content for existing members, either leveling their first job or running end-game content. Uh, we currently have two in-game events happening at this time. The first is the Moogle Treasure Trove, the event focusing on, on uh, group content such as the MSQ Dungeons, the 24-player raids required for the current Relic. Um, that's the uh, the Lighthouse and uh, what are the other ones? It's 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 all the stuff from. That's it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's the it's the 24 mans from um, from. Not Shadowbringers, one uh, Stormblood. From Stormblood, the the pain in the yeah. ass one. Sorry. Yeah. They, they yeah. Are. Yeah. They're, they're difficult. Like you, you have to pay attention, especially that math boss. Oh, oh. man, <laughs> it trips me up every time because it's it's real simple, but then you forget what that real simple thing is, and you're just right. like, do this. Ah. Oh, and you, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Yep. No one told me I had to do math. <laughs> exactly. Uh, um, <clears throat> Um, you can also do things like rival wings, which is PVP stuff. Um, they're trying to get people to play PVP. It's it's you know it's not quite as 
big as some of the other games put PvP, but it's, it's something. Um, <clears throat> running any of this content will reward you with normal rewards, plus some irregular tombstones that can be used to purchase mounts and orchestra rolls, minions, some limited-time cosmetic gear, essentially stuff that you might not have been able to get to unless you did some kind of like rare mount drops or some other stuff that's just really difficult to do, so they're giving you this way of kind of getting that stuff. Um, every major city has an itinerant Moogle to sell you these items, and the event will run until the launch of patch 5.3. <clears throat> uh, the other event is a Final Fantasy XI crossover event, uh, the Maiden's Rhapsody. Uh, the, this story-based event will follow the adventures of an oddly-dressed des- adventurer. Uh, rewards for this event is a cosmetic set that resembles a gear set from Final Fantasy XI. It's running now until June 22nd, um, so jump in there before it goes away. That's what that was. I completely had no idea what I was doing. Just stumbled across this level 30 quest, and it's like, mm. okay, I'm on a leveling character. Let's go do this. And you end up going to Gridania. You end up going to Limsa Lomensa. You end up going to... Um, Ulda. Ulda. Right? Yeah. And it takes you all around and it's, it's, it's interesting. And I like the, the cosmetics that, that got it, but it was like, was this always here? Did I just miss this? And I, that's the thing about Final Fantasy 14. Like, you can go to an area you visited a hundred times and mm-hmm. all of a sudden there'll be a quest giver there that you're like, okay. Did I just miss this all this time or did I forget about it? Or is this a new event? Like apparently somewhere in game and I think it's in the sea of clouds. Maybe there's an angry stonemason that I need to go talk to uh, about some questing stuff that needs to be done. So I'm like, I, I keep meaning to like every time I stumble across them, which is about five times now, I'm like, need to remember to go back talk to this person but i don't so yeah it's it's pretty pretty much normal like you might have unlocked something over here that now has a quest over here right. that they don't tell you about but you yeah. stumble across it the next time you go through yeah they but they're they're actually good about sending you through old old zones again that was kind of one of the things i like about this over wow is that they give you reasons to go back to old zones yes so like new players coming through are still going to see these these high level players coming through doing stuff like and they're not just hanging out to show off their cool mountain gear they're actually actively doing a thing yeah, so it's, it, exactly. I've always loved that <clears throat> so where were we right about here uh, in game uh, there. There are um, we still have many many weekly events. Uh, mandatory fun nights are Mondays at 11 p.m. Eastern, uh, Wednesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern. Uh, there is a Tuesday night cool and casual raid night, which is normally an all request legacy raid night, and that happens Tuesdays at 9:30 p.m. Eastern. If you have a raid request to submit, please let a, a Final Fantasy 14 officer know prior to the raid so they can plan accordingly. Thursday is the raid team's raid night. Um, noobs on demand or nod <clears throat> because there's lots of nodding. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have started to dip our toes into savage and extreme content. Uh, there are still slots available in for the raid team and interested parties can speak with Final Fantasy 14 officers for more details. Uh, note that the raid team is separate from AIE, but it just so happens that most of the officers are in it. it Except for me, because I raid in WoW at the time. Right. Yes, the same. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Um, and uh, they wanted to thank everyone uh, of the current Final Fantasy XIV players in AIE. Um, we would not have been able to create this great community without all of you, so thank you. Uh, also, th- thank you, stay safe, and remember to stretch before displaying your epic nodding skills. Don't want to burn your <laughs> muscle out. Exactly. Before we started nodding. Yeah. And in Eve news, a little bit of pew-pew going on in the Veil of the Silent between random enemies. Nothing that involves big block battles, but good pixel erasing fun between different alliances. Involves mostly the EU and late U.S. time zone battles so far with random Australian time zone skirmishes. So Eve just... Eve is Eve. Yes, they're causing chaos between multiple time, like in different continents. Oh, yeah. Just just because. All right. Safe. Um, in STO, MFN is picking up. They had good turnout in the last few weeks. Uh, they're currently in the middle of the red alert week. Uh, all red alerts are available to run. If you do it five times, a reward of universal upgrade tokens will be yours. Uh, the next campaign will be start event will be starting in a few weeks. Or sorry, next week, excuse me, the no win scenario. Oh, Kobayashi Mayor. Um, by completing this event daily, you can work towards receiving AT six ship token or 1000 lobby crystals um llap live love and prosper prosper. oh my goodness (laughs) that wow um can i have your geek card please (laughs) (laughs) what Uh, yeah i I can't do i can't do it though I I can't do it easily. There, live long yeah, and prosper. There you go. Sorry. Live long and prosper. Okay. Sorry, guys. Wow. Yeah. We'll talk to your best friend about that. No one told me there would be a Star Trek abbreviation on there. That's better than some of the names. I'll tell you that. <laughs> right. Alrighty. Over in Guild Wars 2 news, they're still there. Uh, they are doing MFNs um, on most Monday nights, but it's been pretty quiet. So. They're still around if you want to play. Yep, just poke your head in the GW channel and take a look. And in Lord of the Rings Online news, did you miss the last Monster Play event? Want a reason to jump back into Monster Play with maybe an old or new monster? You're in luck. Monster Play event is coming back to Saturday Night Lotro, June 13th at the same special time as the last one, 9 to 11 Eastern. That's 8 to 10 max time. Why do we have to have Max time in there? Because he likes to play the monsters. Oh. Okay, yes, then definitely Max time's appropriate. Yep. <laughs> SSG also extended all the open questing through August. As usual, stay tuned to the Lotro channel for more upcoming events. All right. And having made it through news in record time, or not so record time. No. We have some, <laughs> we have some quick roundtable questions for the end of the show. So... I'm going to start out with this. So, Makala, in D&D, in WoW, in any of the games you've played, what has been your favorite side quest? So, what do you do? How do we define like a side quest as compared to a regular quest when so it comes the, to the main what, story what? quest is the one that you're trying to reach the end game on? So okay, like Final Fantasy 14 has a main story quest, and then while you're doing that, you will go to a quest hub, and there'll be a couple Got random okay. side quests. So, okay. that um, so and I think it was because when I was playing it, um. 
in the Plaguelands? Yes. Uh, Pamela's doll. Yes. Because I was playing it during Halloween as well. (laughs) And you know me, you know, um, Mew's wife affectionately calls me the spooky bitch. (laughs) Because, you know, I go go on vacations to go to cemeteries and see weird histories. Exactly. I love haunted places. And the atmosphere of it is just so perfect. And just, it's kind of, it's kind of uneasy. And even when it's over, you're like, oh, that, I did a good thing, but I'm, it's really sad. And yeah. so I really just, I kind of enjoyed that, that atmospheric piece of it. Um, and it's also just a really interesting piece of lore, you know, his not small lore, not the big yeah. lore, well, and that's, but small and that's what the storytelling that, that's yeah. why I like the side quest. It's it's a little glimpse or a little what if or a little this happened it's, it's, here thing. It's it's right, right. It's not a big part of the story, but it's a fascinating story. And it's yeah. more like you kind of see the trickle down of the big stuff and how it affects like little yeah. people. So exactly. I that that would to me, I would say like wow wise, that's my favorite story, side quest. Cool. What about you, Mew? <sighs> Uh, there's there's so many good ones, um, but the one that I think that might be kind I'm kind of curious if it'll be relevant in uh, for, for WoW in Shadowlands is I can't remember the official name of it, but there's a quest in Northrend um, near the end in in the actual um, the last zone where you come across a dying paladin, I believe. Yes, and you have to travel oh, to yes. places to tr- you're you're trying to find ways to keep him from dying yeah. and. Yeah, and, and it, you, you go to the dragons, you go to I mean, every type of healing you can think of, um, and then you know at the end he does succumb and you know, the light embraces him. So then well, I'm kind of curious. A specific light embraces him. <laughs> yeah. So I'm kind of curious how that's if that's going to pop up in Shadowlands at in all. Bastion, yeah, that seems like that'd be a great place for a tie-in. Yeah. And there's just there's just so many good ones, but you know that's definitely one that that I just it, it's only more relevant I think because it makes me think about what's going to happen in Shadowlands. Yeah. So can we consider class stories as side quests in Final Fantasy XIV? Because <laughs> they're not part of the main story quest. Yeah, that's kind of a weird middle ground. They're not quite a side quest, but they're not the main quest either. Like yeah. they're your they're your class's main quest, but they're not the main quest. That's yeah. kind of a weird, yeah. Yeah. No, so the the and I'm trying to remember um there was it was a really interesting quest that came out of Wineport and um Casa del what is that? Casa del Rey? No. Casa del Sol? Yeah, Casa del Sol, where you end up helping um there you find a survivor from the cataclysm and he's hiding in this uh he's hiding in this swamp in this old shack and you end up like having to go back to various places to bring him stuff to bring back his memory and stuff like that and it was it was one of the the, the um class side quests if i'm not mistaken it it may have just been a re- a, a true side quest but it was it was just so interesting cuz it's like you go visit and that's the thing that final fantasy does really well like if you went through the main story quest and then you come back 
and are doing something else, they recognize that you've been through it as the adventurer, you know, and now you're coming back on your crafting class and doing it like, oh, you're this great adventurer. And now you're also dabbling in carpentry or, you know, whatever. Right. It's just, it's, mm-hmm. they acknowledge your history of your character, which, you know, you would think would be really tough to do because you're trying to get um, timelines to line up because, you know, realistically you could be doing main story quest, the class quest, the, you know, side quests all at the same time, but they do a really good job of knowing what you've done and where you're at and how the characters react. But yeah, it was, it was a really interesting story quest to help him get his memory back and get him start getting him help. So it was, it was very cool. Yeah, there's just so many. To, it's hard to really pin down just one in Final Fantasy fourteen. There's just so many good ones. But I, I do like that the Pixies have been a good one. Yes. Yeah, that was, <clears throat> that was fun. That was fun. Yeah, And it's funny because everything you have, like the main story quest takes you through the Fey area. And then mm-hmm. when you go do your crafting stuff, every time you go back to the Fey area, they're like, oh, no, we have to deal with the Pixies. And you're like, yeah, I got this. Got this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. They're 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 personal friends of mine. I know the I, yeah. I know the king, so we're all good. They're they're good king fearing uh, pixies, so yeah, you're exactly. you're fine. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, that's fine. So all right. Uh, favorite game mechanic. Let's start with Mew on this one. Which what is your one of your favorite game mechanics? Um. It's really hard to. There's just so many interesting ones. I would say, I mean, it's probably just because it's it's most foremost in my my uh, mind. But the the Fallout seventy six is um, legendary mechanic right now is really mm-hmm. hitting a good itch um, <clears throat> because it's it's like going through going through a, a raid and you're getting cool gear, but it's not the best for you. But then you're given a chance to okay, well, I'm going to throw this back and see if I can get something better. Like right. it's that's it's kind of scratching that itch. So it's letting you get like great gear for you and also work towards the goal of your character. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because it's like, and it's, it's the same. It's like, I I like stuff that changes the way you play in a good way. Like it, you know, because you've gotten this one piece of gear, like it's, it's kind of how I liked in, um, in Legion, the, the legendaries, Right. Uh, a similar similar thing like you get this certain legendary and suddenly your whole playstyle changes because your your abilities do something different slightly yeah. like by doing this one thing it triggers another thing and now you're doing it this way um so yeah, that's what i kind of like I, I like when when you can change up the default way a character plays with some kind of enhancements that's that's probably my favorite type very cool what about you mccullough well i have two actually um one is something that even you know, even back when I was playing, WoW was null and void. But I loved it when it still happened, and I know most people didn't. I really liked spell shards because to me that was so warlock. It wasn't even funny. Yeah. You know, you're taking someone collecting essence, soul. right, right. And I would love my favorite thing was you know grabbing that essence during a boss battle to me was like the best thing in the world <laughs> this is my <laughs> special boss crystal <laughs> exactly exactly yeah. i love that it was just kind of the special kind of warlock fu type of thing and i love that um you i should, understand 
I was yep. going to say you should play some ESO because any class can do that. Ooh. Yeah. Nice. Um, so that that's something I really loved. Um, and you know, I understand it was very cumbersome, and it it bit me in the in the bum more times than I could say. You know, you know, I didn't have quite enough, but I really kind of dug that. Um, and the other thing, this was more of a D and D thing. It's very specific to actually one of the campaigns that we're in. Is um, our DM does a really good job at especially with our clerics specifying how different or how the same spell works for two different kinds of clerics. So my buddy James plays a DC. He is a, um, his domain is travel. Um, I play a knowledge cleric. So we both have, you know, several spells that are similar. Um, like if we do our, if we do our um, spirit or, our spirit weapon you know his he uses a mace so his spirit weapon's a mace um my god deals with time so it's almost like the gong of a um clock um divination um my character's all about knowledge but also um and she's uh, all into documenting everything so if i'm doing a divination spell where a dc might do something more traditional where it's you know using cards or something like that uh, because I'm into knowledge and I'm a research assistant, I'm there to document stuff. My divination is actually, and also she's an artist, so that's how she kind of does the, the, her um, documentation. She'll go into a trance and draw what it is she's trying to find out. Um, cool. So I really, really love that. Um, even if my, if even if what I'm doing, like my um, character is, you know, she's part think about it um almost like um diablo she's um um her ancestors were the nephilim so she has you have this divine light so even though it's not a normal spark of the healing um her healing or her bless is going to be very divine where like if a dc does a curse or a, a bane it might be like a foggy mist because that would obscure your travel so I, I really love that uh, and the thought that goes into it of how it is personalized to the character and the aspect. Cool. Dennis. So one of the game mechanics that I really enjoy from Final Fantasy XIV is how they graduate you from the basic class to the advanced class. Um you know, you, you basically at level 30 for most classes, blue mage, you get one at level one, but essentially you get, uh, an item that is the soul of your class. So if you're a gladiator, you get invited to become a paladin. And as part of the, the transition from your gladiator class to the paladin class, you obtain the soul of the paladin. And then as you level up that class, you unlock uh, whispers from the past of that soul who grants you more knowledge, more power. And so your soul, the soul of that class burns brighter within you. And it's just, a, it's just a cool concept that resonates with me. So I, I, I really like that, that mechanic, that game mechanic. All right. And lightning round question, favorite <laughs> thematic class or race idea, McCullough. This is going to surprise, I think, especially Kenny. Um, thematically, even though I always love playing my elves and stuff, 
I love the idea of the Forsaken. They are cool as F. (laughs) They're cool. And they have this kind of really weird beauty to them, even though it's undead. But I cannot play one. You know why? Cannibalism. (laughs) Cannibalism. I cannot get over that. (laughs) (laughs) And so... I yeah, so that is my like I love the idea. Um, so when it comes to wow, well, I'll if you know I'll, I'll stick with my elves because yeah, that <laughs> that forsaken cannibalism just uh uh-uh. uh. I'm actually no. I have a question. I'm kind of curious then. How I mean, have you heard about Kalia, Kalia Menethil? I am, is it, I am isn't not. Menethil? Yeah. Uh, the, something that happened um, in this ex- current expansion. Uh, Kalia Menethil is a light bound Forsaken. Ooh. Yeah. She was so, raised by. I might have to look at she that. Was That's fun. Anduin, an undead okay. priest, and a. That villain. What the heck is the thing's called? Wow. I thought the villain was involved too. Or, oh, yeah. It was. No, it was. It was the, the, what are those called? The singing chandeliers. Oh, uh, starts with an N, doesn't it? Uh, okay. Since you've asked, I've forgotten it. Right. Yeah. Somebody... He knew it before he asked. Yeah, yeah exactly. I did. Yeah. The uh, the the things that are in the center of Naru. The... Naru. Naru. Thank there you. you. Yeah. Yes. That's yeah. it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, because she had literally just died, and she was still under like the care of a bunch of light people. And they're like, you know what? We're bringing her back. Well, and that's, and, and that's the interesting thing because that has to play into Shadowlands. Yeah. Be- because they basically kept her soul from going to Bastion, pulled mm-hmm. it back into her body, but her body's not alive, but she wasn't raised by the Valkyr. So she's not forsaken. You know, what is she? Yeah. So I hope right, they really right. explore that's that. Right, that's right. that's yeah, pretty cool. She's full of light instead of full of undeath. I yeah. love that idea. Yeah. That so is I'm, fun. I'm curious. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. What so, about you, Mew? Um, I would probably say, uh, and it's probably, you know, very typical for me, Druids. Mm. I, I, I like like the many facets of Druidism. Um, I do like the... the it, being in touch with not only uh, animal nature, but plant nature, uh, you know, just natural everything. Uh, the the idea of shape-shifting, uh, stuff like that. The fact that they are, um, they can essentially adjust themselves uh, to whatever's coming. I, I think I like the most being able to, I mean, in, in gameplay terms, you can be, you know, DPS, healer, or tank, but just that, that they have something in their toolkit to handle whatever's coming. Yep. Um, I've always been drawn to hybrid classes for that for that reason, uh, but I think, you know, other than maybe monks, druids probably have the best of the hybrid because they can be, not only can they be tank, healer, melee, but they can also be both types of melee. They can be f- the physical melee and ranged melee. Yep. Or sorry, DPS. DPS. They can yeah. be ranged DPS and melee DPS. So, yeah, I've, I've, that's always been my 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 favorite of that. It just it's, they're very interesting. Cool. All right, and so for mine, it's actually a tie. Uh, my original WoW character was, to no one's surprise, a Night Elf Legolas? Hunter. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> okay. So Night Elf Hunter. 
then we got to the current expansion in Final Fantasy fourteen, and you have the Viera, who are woodland hunters, mm-hmm. uh, warrior race, the whole long yeah. ears, long ears, <laughs> same thing, long long ears. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can talk about the armor later, but that's a whole nother thing. Yeah. Um, oh, got it. Mailbox dancing. Oh, I've seen that armor. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it's very the impractical. Is, like, if you shoes. saw the night elf armor in the Siege of Orgamar, the second mm-hmm. Siege of Orgamar that they're wearing out there, it's yeah about the Viera level armor for the mm-hmm. for the class. But just that whole idea of that that warrior race growing up hunters surviving you know that was the whole thing so that really that really resonated with me i like that style of class where it's not the civilized it's a different kind of civilized they have their own culture they have their own way of of dealing with stuff and that's you know that's always interesting so like those two you know are very very close tie uh randomly completely randomly Orc Mage is my third because I think it's such a odd uh not construct, but well it's an odd construct or, oh, or a yeah. contradiction. Like yeah, very much yeah. contradiction. Realistically, yeah. in WoW, an Orc Mage is one of the most powerful spellcasters of any of the races besides the elves. And that rarely gets played up because everyone goes Orc Warlock. So, right, yeah. right. Yeah. I, you're, just, I, you're a very angry mage. <laughs> exactly. So, all right. Well, I think that is going to wrap up our show for tonight. While the chat room begins suggesting show titles, we do want to thank them for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're the best. Yep. Yes. Ex- external brains. Yes. Um, especially when they come in with, you know, things like Nehru, when we can't think of what words are. Um, and, of course, if you have questions or comments about the show, you can email us at podcast.aie-guild.org. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter. The show is at AIE Podcast, and that is where you'll see alerts when the show goes is ready to go out. Um, and other random stuff that we just tweet out. Um, you is at the MewCow. Um, wow, I see where I need to update the notes there. Um, I am at the... Cyberwave at Semi as Ivory Tiger. <laughs> we record live with every live with video every other Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. You can join the chat and play along with us on our website, aie-guild.org slash podcast dash stream. Sorry, dash live dash stream. And our Discord server for chat is aie-guild.info-discord. Slash Discord. Our theme was composed, of course, by the amazing Andrew Allen. Follow him at Keys with Soul or visit his website, andrewallenmusic.com. And we don't have any segments for you this week, but if you do want to start up your own uh, or have time to do an existing one, let us know. Well, we will be happy to include it here. All right. And next time we will be talking to the aforementioned Marcus and Fezgig about AIE's Where to Start event. So until then, AIE. This is Tetsemi. This is Makala. This is Mikhail. And this has been the AIE Podcast.